Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Okay, well, praise God. Welcome back, uh, Wisdom and Stuff podcast. Once again, uh, session two with uh, Nick Sizemore over here in Longview, Washington. And um, welcome back, Nick. Yeah. And we're getting into, uh, uh, just getting back into just sonship as well as, um, you know, making it fun. Like I said, it's, it's, it should be easy and light. Yeah. You know, and religion makes things hard and stupid and... Um, just makes it all about works, makes it all about, uh, religion says, what do we need to do to get there? Yeah. You know, God, God says you're already there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So work from it instead of for it, you know, actually, actually steward from this place instead of trying to work for this place. And, uh, you know, your children, you have four of them, you know, you would never want any of them to come with their list. And say, okay, Dad. Yes. <laughs> so, no. Wh- what do we need to do today no. to be your kids? No. And what do we need to do today for you to love us more? Yeah. Bless us more. What do you, oh, you know, check off the list and say, hey, once we get these things done by like three p.m., we can yeah. finally be blessed. Yes. Um. I mean, that sounds ridiculous, but yeah. that's exactly what religion does, and uh, and that's exactly what our our minds can get talked into. And anytime, to me, anytime we have the question of, um, uh, what do I need to do? Mm-hmm. to get to abc whatever mm-hmm. um that's beginning with the wrong question because it's it's automatically saying i'm separated instead of one yeah and uh, you know for me it, it it's it's really more about saying okay uh humbling myself to the truth is that i am one and just saying okay what do I need to humble myself in right now? What truth do I need to humble myself into right now? Past an emotion, past a mental thought blockage, past a perception or a thought that I might have to acknowledge the oneness that I have with God right now. Yeah. Cause he never leaves us and forsakes us. So if I'm not feeling his presence, it's not on his end. Yes. It's just a perception I'm having. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I have to ask myself, okay, well, really what can i do to acknowledge his presence what can what can i do to acknowledge the oneness and you know if your kids come to you and they're like uh you know you know dad can you be with us and you're like i am with you yeah but i don't feel like it yeah i don't feel like you're with me right now yeah (laughs) well you know you can do nothing to change that Mm -hmm. in other words as the dad the dad can do nothing to change your child's perception because you're there and if the kids always say hey yeah but I, i don't feel like you're with me where are you? I yeah, don't feel yeah, like you're yeah, with yeah. me, you yeah. know, and there's nothing that you could possibly <laughs> do to change that. And, uh, and they're still requiring something of you or even of themselves. They're like, Oh, maybe if I go take out the trash, I'm going to feel like dad's with me. Maybe if yeah. I go do this or they're like, Hey, I just, you know, I just did something bad. I just wrote on the wall. Dad's not with me anymore. <laughs> no, yeah. no, that's true. Yes. Uh, so it's, it's like, to me, getting past that and allowing it to be the joy of just resting in being one with our Father. Um, but I, like, I think it should be easy and light. I think it should just be a lot of fun. Uh, but, you know, wh- what have you noticed? Uh, just people that kind of get hung up on things or maybe just things that, 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 that you kind of would, would like to see people just kind of utilize as a mechanism to break out of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, f- for myself personally, I remember just going on this journey to start acknowledging 
the Lord more mm-hmm. and being, I wanted to be more aware of him. Um, and obviously number one, it's through his word. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we have to know him through his word and yes, we have experiences with him and yes, he encounters us in different right. way and, and, um, not just in church service, just in normal life. He he's, he's with us. Yes. So he wants to speak to us, talk to us, but the word is number one. We need to know him through the word. But what I started doing is as I, it says one of the Holy Spirit's job is to bring to remembrance. Mm-hmm. So throughout my day, when I would have a thought to remember something, I would just acknowledge him. Now, whether it's me or not is not the point. Yes. It's I'm trying to grow an awareness of him and I start acknowledging him more. And so if I was walking out of the house and, oh, you forgot yeah. this piece of paper, I would immediately go, thank you, Holy Spirit, man. I'm so glad you're with yeah. me. You know, uh, throughout my day, um, this happens to all of us. Um, someone comes up on our heart. Someone comes up mm-hmm. that we're thinking mm-hmm. about. And so I would, I'll just start praying for him. Lord, like, yeah. thank you. Like, you know, I love them. Like, let me start praying for them. Um, and you know, maybe it goes farther than that. Like after prayer, it's like, do I need to call them? Do I need yeah. to? And I just naturally do that. And I'm not saying everyone has to, but if some, if the Lord puts, you know, I say the Lord now where before, you know, my language would have been, Oh, this person came up, you know, right. in my heart. But yeah. now I'm like, I'm very intentional to be like, no, that's the Lord. Yeah. Give him some credit. Give him some credit. Yeah. Um, I might text them. I might mm-hmm. call them just yeah. to let them know like, Hey, you know, you're on my heart, you know, yeah. just seeing what's going on, was praying for you, you know, just, you know, wanted to call you. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of time those conversations have been really good. Um, but just, just to grow again, you know, even going back to our first one, uh, a, a little bit it's it's knowing him and if i'm not aware that's why jesus came and, and told us f- to start acknowledging him as father yes right don't just acknowledge him as god mm-hmm. and uh the one who provides and and so he, he he when you look at all of god's names it's a father yeah that's right <laughs> deliverer that's good. the one who provides yeah um, the one who sees all yeah. these things, uh, the one who provides identity, um, it, it's a father. But if I still have a disconnect of father or um, unaware of how good a father is, then that's going to cause me to feel like I have to work towards something to yes. do things. Um, for, my, for my own kids, and there's parents out there who would probably disagree with it, and that's fine. But even if my children have a really bad day and, and they – Maybe they um, aren't, they're just having a rough day. So they're not listening. Mm-hmm. We're having lots of corrections, maybe even some spankings, mm-hmm. those of, of those nature. There's still times where if I have ice cream in the house, I might give them ice cream that night. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, you know, right. I understand all the psychological anything anyone wants to tell me and, and doing right and doing wrong. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm dad. Yeah. And, I get the choice to bless my children or not bless my children and love right. them or not love them. Mm-hmm. And, and I, the only reason I do this is because God's good because he's good. Yes. Right. Period. Like that's, that's a, that's the full statement. That's mm-hmm. the whole book. Shut the book. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> God's yeah. good because he's good. That's right. And, and, and once you have that statement and that acknowledgement, and now you walk in faith with that, I think it allows you to, to come boldly to the throne like he wants us to yes that the gates are open that um 
the courts are open mm-hmm. that even that scripture and Psalms, um, so many people, they still look at that as some task or something yes. to do where David's yeah. writing it saying, no, the gates are open yeah. and the courts are open. So you should probably come in here with some joy yeah, and right. some praise. That's right. Because it's open yeah. now because God's made a way, He, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you look at it from that viewpoint, instead of, oh, I have to be in joy for him to open the door. Right, exactly. Or I have yeah. to praise him for yeah. the courts to open. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm still doing this dance mm-hmm. to get my God yeah. to do something. Right. Instead yes. of seeing that my God has done something. Mm-hmm. And so from that place, I can now be in joy and peace and praise him. Um, so it comes into our everyday life. Uh, at that point yeah I, I think you're dead on i mean that's so cool because if we can if we can honestly acknowledge our oneness with him and our sonship with him that doesn't ever change yeah you know he doesn't change it's impossible for god to change and he actually he created a covenant with us that that really is an everlasting covenant he said which means it's an unchangeable covenant yeah. so he literally created a covenant with him to be bigger than our behavior Yes. So he goes, I'm going to create a covenant with you. I'm going to create a covenant with you that's not just legal, it's relational. Yes. And so that way, you know that this isn't just about a legal thing that I paid for. It's a relationship that I secured. And uh, and the sonship mentality where, you know, we already know he makes it rain on the just and the unjust. Yeah. And yet we're still doing a dance trying to appease our God with some kind of sacrifice, you know, and like we're talking about the sacrifice of praise or the sacrifice of thanksgiving yes. or whatever. And I was like, well, what? That should be an expression, an outflow yes. of our heart, not something I have to conjure up to manipulate God into doing something. And uh, and yet it, 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 it becomes a works mentality very quickly. But if we, like you said, if we just do it on a daily level, on a daily basis, you know, I remember, you know, just, you know, over the years, different mechanisms that I had to initiate from a place of relationship, not, not to, to try to stir something up that I didn't, I wasn't trying to change God. I was trying to mm-hmm. change me. I was trying to change my mind. I'm not trying to change God's attitude toward me because his attitude never changed. I'm not trying to change his position toward me or even how much, you know, how much he's flowing toward me. I know that's not changed. It's my perception and awareness of that. And changing our awareness requires me changing my position, right? So if your perspective, it has to change, you have to change your position towards something. It's that yes. simple. And so if, uh, so with me, I had to change my position and how I, th- uh, how I talked and how I acknowledged things and same type of thing where if I, if I, you know, left my keys on the counter and I walked in, it was like, Oh, thank you. Holy ghost. You know, you are always bringing things to mm-hmm. my remembrance. You're always with me all day long. You know, you're always there. And, uh, and instead of just saying, Oh, I just had a weird feeling today. I, I thought maybe I should take this turn instead of that turn. Yes. No, the Holy spirit told me to take this turn. Yes. And that's why I took that turn. And it may not have even come up with anything. You know, it may not have ended up any different in my eyes but i'm still the the one of the things the lord told me years ago because you know how we are we're like well i really felt like i was supposed to take this road home so i did so maybe i yeah. avoided an accident you know for some reason we always have negative in our yes. mind like we must have avoided an accident yes and uh and one time I was just talking to the Lord about that, uh, how many things I had done that I, that I felt were the Holy Spirit, and I did them, and I don't know whatever came of that, of the alternative. I didn't do the alternative. I did what the Lord, Lord told me to do, so I only know that outcome. And so I'm talking to the Lord about that one, going, well, you know, I don't know, maybe I did avoid an accident. Maybe I did 
who knows the butterfly effect that happened yeah, yeah, halfway yeah. across the world because yeah. I took left instead <laughs> yes. of right. I don't know. But at the same time, the, the, the Lord just spoke up and he said, or maybe the biggest deal is you heard my voice and you obeyed. That's right. Maybe that was the biggest deal. Maybe it had nothing to do with anything else. Maybe there was no butterfly effect. Maybe it was just you heard the voice of your father and you acknowledged your relationship and you responded based on relationship. Maybe that was the biggest thing that could have happened that day. And, uh, and when I realized that, it's like, oh man, why wouldn't I just run? I would run to, to acknowledge his voice and acknowledge I'm a hearer of his voice. So, you know, Jesus said that the, the, the sheep know the shepherd's voice mm-hmm. and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. Yes. And so giving God enough credit to know that he wired me to hear his voice. He literally created me as his son, knowing all the distractions of the world, knowing how I was going to be you know, raised up in the world and blah, 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 knowing all that and knowing that he put his nature in me to hear his voice and giving him that much credit to say, man, and that was one thing that I had to start doing back when I, you know, back when I was like 20 years old, just waking up every day and saying, Father, today I hear your voice mm-hmm. and I know it like I know the light of day. I recognize your voice as clearly as I recognize the sun in the sky and I'm quick to yield. Yeah. Now at that time, the reason I was doing that was because I wasn't aware of his voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because I felt separated from his voice. Now, I wasn't separated. The reality was not that I was separated. It was my perception was I was separated. And so I had to identify with a different reality and allow my perception to change based on my acknowledgement to truth and allow truth to set me free from my current perception. And, uh, and then, honestly, after just a short time of doing that, I mean, every day I'd get up, not as an exercise, but as a truth statement of saying, nope, my, you know, my, my circumstance is I feel separated from you. But the truth is mm. that I'm one with you. Yeah. And so, so I began to just speak it forth as truth, not as something I wanted to happen, but something I really believed, uh, humbling myself to believe. And uh, it wasn't very long at all. I mean, within just maybe a few weeks or something, I remember I was just going through my day, and I was just like in such communion with the Father. And I just, I just remember going, Father, man, I know you so well. I know your voice all day long. I'm with you all day. And it's not because he changed. Yeah. It was just simply I chose to yield my perception to his truth and acknowledge that. Yeah. And realize he's bigger. He's bigger than every distraction on the earth. Yeah. The, the distractions could be a million times bigger, and yet he's infinitely bigger than that. And so he does, I don't need the enemy to get smaller for me to walk higher. I can just walk higher because I'm seeing with him in heavenly places. But just, you know, like you say, acknowledging those things in a daily thing. And then it becomes a lot of fun because it's not about works. It's not about what do I need to quote unquote do to get closer to God. Yeah. That's what do I need to acknowledge? Yeah. You know what? I mean, if he's right here in the room, yeah, I can either ignore him or acknowledge him. Yeah, and uh, it's probably really that simple. But when when you understand his character, when you stop, I guess when we maybe when we stop taking it out of a um, a punishment mentality, like do this or else, like a consequence based lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. when we stop doing that, then it becomes a lot of fun. Yeah. And we're like, my dad's not out to punish me. Yes. He literally just, you know, you're not out to correct your kids all the time. No. That's not why you have kids. Is no. So that you can, yes. you know, <laughs> wake up every day waiting. How can I correct them today? Yes. You know, it's for communion. Yes. And correcting might, might need to happen. But like you said, the moment correction is done, fellowship was never broken during that time. Mm-hmm. It's the same. Yes. And so, you know, there, there's not like a penance that needs to be paid where they're like, well, they better know how, how, how wrong they were yes. for five hours yeah. and go to bed knowing how wrong they were. 
what are we doing? Yeah. You yeah. know, if, if that's the goal in life is to teach our children or the people around us how wrong they are instead of realizing there's a covenant here that surpasses wrongness so infinitely yeah. that I don't want them to perceive wrongness as even a blip on the screen. Yeah. Just to know that the goal is always communion yeah. and that wrongness will never sever that, that communion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, my goodness, it's so, so rich when we begin to get yeah. into that type of stuff. So anyway, well, you know, I think it's just, it's, it's quick and easy. I mean, Jesus, when he corrected, uh, Peter just said, you don't know a man or a man you are. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That, 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 right. that was the correction. Mm-hmm. That's how quick you're mm-hmm. acting outside of your design. You're yes, at, that's right. You're, you're supposed to be acting this, you're acting like this. That was it. Yeah. You know, and then they kept walking and, yeah. and Jesus kept teaching and, <laughs> yeah. and doing all that he right. was doing and, and still sending them out and, mm-hmm. and, and doing those things. Um, I think the big thing is when you finally make a decision on God's goodness that you, that you, you will not move from to where our, our filter is still coming through our experience and is God good instead of saying God is good. Yes. And now everything in my life has to come to that filter Mm -hmm. period. And I think that was a big change for me Mm -hmm. when I, when I made that shift. Um, I mean, one of the hardest things that my wife and I walked through was you remember when uh, Asher had to have head surgery and mm-hmm. right um, for that time that was you know we're a young couple it's our first child mm-hmm. he's not even one years old and you know he has to have skull surgery and mm-hmm. you're this far away from his brain and you're signing all these papers because here's the consequence of yeah. of a of a shake from a surgeon yeah you, you know yeah, yeah. and the only th- you you know in that season you know scripture and you I remember. Um, you know, take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ and all mm-hmm. these things. And I remember sitting in the hospital, just telling the Lord, even the, in that time, just saying like, Lord, I don't have any more cages. You're telling me to take every thought captive. I'm yeah. out of chains. I'm out of handcuffs. <laughs> I'm out of, yeah. I'm out of this. I, I don't have any more fight in me. Mm-hmm. And, but I just fell on, but I know you're good. Yeah. And so that's the only thing I repeated that whole day. God, you're good. I didn't, I didn't say anything else. I had tons of stuff running through my head. Yeah. But the only thing I'm going to proclaim is God's goodness. That's good. God, yeah. you are good. And I think when you start living by faith mm-hmm. with that filter now to where now everything in my life has to be filtered through that. Yeah. God is good. Yeah. So does that mean that there's still some things in my filter that haven't been pushed through? Absolutely. Right. That's that mystery that we're walking hand in hand with the Lord. But for me to to just stop and sit here and wait mm-hmm. till I have an answer fully that uh, to my understanding or my liking, yes, then he's not Lord. That's exactly right. Th- yeah. Then suddenly again, right. I'm my my life, my understanding, my thought process becomes Lord instead of Him, and so I'm still following. I'm still a disciple of Jesus. I am mm-hmm. a student. I'm following the Lord and I'm picking up my cross and denying myself, denying my understanding, denying my way of life, denying my likings because I'm following him. Um, And we, we talked about this a few weeks ago, just that scripture, just, we just need to have it where it's like anyone who desires to come after me must lose his life. Right. Like, Like if you, if you love your life, you're going to lose it. You're going to lose it. But he who actually loses his life for my sake. Yeah you're going to find true life. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't make sense. There, right. That makes zero sense. Yeah. Um, and even as a child, um, you know, growing up, it's like, well, what do you mean? I want to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. 
you know, but yet here's a completely different way because the kingdom of God and, and the world are completely separate. There's right. no fellowship. There's no communion. Mm-hmm. And, and so to, to, I have to lose my life. That's where I actually find it. Yeah. That's where true joy and peace is and me losing myself, losing yeah. my life. <laughs> that doesn't make sense, but, yeah. but that's the trust, the journey of, um, but at the same time you think about that, that is easier because now I'm just following. That's right. I'm not coming up with the, all the ideas. Yeah. I'm, I'm just believing that I'm following mm-hmm. this man named Jesus and I'm believing that life is coming from this. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm seeing results of that. Yeah. This isn't just blind faith like so many people think. It's like, no, I've seen results. Yes. Uh, I, I'm, I'm looking and finding evidence that for me to continue on this path of following God and learning who God is through Jesus Christ, um, it, this is what's actually giving life to me and my family. Yeah, yeah, and and with like with that, you you know, people like you said, it's not blind faith. There is there is understanding that's always available. He wants us to have understanding. Yeah. So with all that getting, get understanding. So it's it's not like he's at, he doesn't want a bunch of morons, you know, who yeah. have no brain. Yes. You know, the whole point is he we we just have to we have to shift our understanding from our own natural understanding to spiritual understanding, and begin to actually access what what is common sense to God. You know, because that's all wisdom is. It's just God's common sense. What is natural understanding to him? What is natural understanding to the kingdom of, of, of God and to heaven itself? What makes sense in heaven? And uh, and that requires us to lose every context we have. Yeah. You know, because we have a context of what's security and what's safe and what's 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 practical and what, what makes sense to us. So we have a context that is culturally taught to us. And, uh, and every country has different cultures and different mindsets about different things. But to us to do this and this and this, you know, is, is culturally acceptable with, 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 you know, safety and, and security and all this other stuff. And yet Jesus is like, yeah, well, well, you know, uh, why would, why would you use a boat when you can just walk on the water? Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, that's different. You know, that's like, you know, and, and why are you even, you know, why, why are you bailing water out of a boat that's sinking when you could just be asleep in the back of it? You know, that's common sense to Jesus. To Jesus yeah. is like, and of course they wake him up and, you know, it, it says that, you know, in one of the accounts, he rebukes the winds and the waves first. Yes. And excuse me, he rebukes the disciples first, winds and the waves second. You know, uh, and it's like, he wasn't like, oh man, I'm so glad you woke me up just in the nick of time. You know, I can now, you know, deal with the storm. He literally chews them out and he's like, where's your faith? Why, yeah. where, why, why are you even afraid? I don't understand yeah. this. And yet in, in, in the natural understanding, we're like, well, if something's going to take your life, then you need to act, you know, with a crisis mentality. Mm-hmm. And yet that's not, that's not, that's not coming from a heavenly understanding because he's like, this can't take my life. God is with me. Yeah. So even if the boat sinks and we end up on the bottom of the sea and we have to breathe water, God will make that happen. Yeah. We can walk. We can walk on the bottom of the sea and just walk to where we're going. You know, yeah. you know, whatever yeah. has to happen, yeah. it will happen because God is with me. Yeah. And so there's no room for fear when God is actually with you and, and learning to give up our life, which, which, it, which means, you know, that we put all of our desires in God's hands and saying, okay, whatever it is, he wants to give me the desires of my heart, but he wants to do it through a supernatural capacity instead of through a natural way. 
you know, even like with, with Abraham and Isaac, you know, Abraham was believing for a son. Well, God wanted him to have Isaac. God wanted him. He didn't want him just to have a son because he had Ishmael. Yeah. Ishmael was a son. Yes. So if, if, if the goal of God was for Abraham to have a son, then that would have filled the bill. That would have been fine. But God's goal wasn't for Abraham to have a son. Yeah. It was for him to actually birth something by faith into the earth. And when we begin to understand that that God's goal in our life is not to pay our rent or to do it's to birth something by faith in the yeah. earth. And it might manifest as bills paid. It might manifest this way or that way. It's still to birth something by faith in the earth. And to, to do that, we literally, ha- we have to lose our life. We yeah. have to just lose our value system. Yeah. And re- allow the Holy Spirit to guide us into all truth where, you know, w- whatever God values is now what I value. And if he values... If he values a relationship, you know, with somebody over, you know, what we used to value, then I, I literally let all my old value systems die and I value what God values. And, yeah. uh, and that, it doesn't make sense to the natural mind, but it, it's when you're limitless, that's the thing to me. It's like when I'm tied to God and you're limitless, mm-hmm. then there's no fear. There's no fear of resource. There's no running yeah. out of something. There's not like, oh, I only have so much time in the day. God never says that, you know, yeah. oh, I only have so much. No, he doesn't have only so much. He's limitless. Yeah. And so in that capacity, I look at what he did in the Old Testament, like with Gideon and stuff. And I'm like, well, then he's limitless. Yeah. So he just comes up with the funnest way to do something. And he's like, I already know the enemy's defeated. I've already, I've already written the, I've already written it from the foundations of the world. Yep. Let's just come up with the funnest way to do it. Yeah. And here we're like, yeah, but what about how many, da, 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 yeah. da, all the circumstances? And God's like, I'm limitless though. Yeah. And we have to begin to I, allow our value system to tie to limitlessness instead of trying to, I don't know, produce something all the time, you know, through a, a worldly mentality, I guess. Well, I think we, you know. While you're talking, I'm thinking about Exodus here and the children of Israel in Egypt. And here, um, obviously, they're slaves at this point, mm-hmm. and they're just working for Pharaoh and, you know, obviously working for sin, yeah. basically building sin's kingdom. Yeah. Um, and God wants to deliver them, bring them into the wilderness. And it says, you know, Moses, when he goes to Pharaoh, it says, let my people go. This is what God is saying. So they can come and worship me. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah. It wasn't so they can build these things and do these things and that so they can come and worship me. And so you look at the children of Israel, they get delivered, they get into the wilderness. And now because they don't have a task, mm-hmm. they don't have what to do. Yeah. We need something to do. Yeah. They start complaining to the point where. They're like, it'd be better for us to go back. Yeah, that's right. So here they are in yeah. complete freedom. They can worship God. Yeah. <laughs> At any time of day, yeah. you know, their their clothes are growing on them. There's mm-hmm. not, none are sick. Like, yeah. like they're just in complete freedom. Um, you know, God's providing food, shelter, water. Like he's providing everything for them. Um, that's why I still think it's funny when people are like, just pray for me. I'm in my wilderness experience. I'm like, you mean where you're doing nothing and yeah. God's literally taking care of everything? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I've had a few seasons like that and those were wonderful, you know? <laughs> and granted, obviously that wasn't God's intention, but the point yeah. of the wilderness experience is for you to trust him. That's right. Because yeah. we're about to do, we're about to step into something where you're going to be with me. Yeah. Because now we're going to walk into the promised land 
where now it's mm-hmm. going to be about your hand with my grace on your hand. That's right. But the wilderness experience is about a trusting and, and learning who God is and that, oh, you mean I can actually just lay here on the desert and open my mouth and man yeah. is going to fall into yeah, it? Yeah, right, exactly right. You know, yeah. and I can just go lay next to the fountain of water that's coming uh-huh. out of the rock, you yeah. know, and I don't have to worry about the sun I could just lay here naked and the sun's not going to burn me because <laughs> yeah. I have this cloud. I have a cloud, yeah. And and awesome. so you just think of the ease and the the joy that the Lord is trying to get us to enter in with mm-hmm. him as he is the provider. You can trust in me. You yeah. know, look to me for all these things. I'm your rock, your shield, your protector, all these. Um, but yet if we don't, if we don't get to that viewpoint, like that's that's the point of Exodus is yes. for us. Yeah. I mean that's what Hebrews talked about. Yeah. They didn't enter into this rest. Yeah. Even Joshua. If Joshua could have brought them a rest, right. then why are we still talking about a day that's to come? Yeah. You know, talking about okay, Jesus has come now. Now there's a rest, there's a Sabbath rest, there's a day that we actually get to enter in mm-hmm. where God has fully finished from his works now. Yes. And we enter into that finished works and from that place, now it's like, Okay, Lord, I know you finished this. So I wake up every day thankful. What do you want to do today? Yeah. That's how right. how do you want to reveal yourself to me today? Who are we going to go? Uh, who who do you need me to go talk to to reveal? You know all these things. What do you want to do with me? Yeah. What, what are we doing? Yeah. And and when, but if you never get to that place where you fully can trust the Lord, and it that's that faith walk. Yeah. I mean that comes to the people that don't tithe yet. Mm-hmm. Then you don't know the Lord as the provider. Right. Because you're saying, well, my bills don't add up. I know. They don't. Right. Yeah. Trust God. Yeah. And and give to him. You know, well that that doesn't no, it doesn't. This isn't a mathematical equation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the whole point is to take it out of a mathematical yes, equation. Yes, that right. is the point. To yeah. get to get our us out of what we're doing with our own hand, the mm-hmm. earth's resources, and actually yeah. tap into a, a God and and a father who's who's limitless and has resources yeah. that are in heaven, not not what I can see with man's natural eye. Yeah, that's huge. Right there. I mean, just understanding like that, that that wilderness place, entering into that rest. I mean, you look at you look at God was showing showing His nature toward them. You know, He didn't obviously He knew it was going to be forty years. He's all, He's yeah. omniscient. That wasn't His highest, but no. that 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 still He knew it was going to happen that way. But still, you're looking at it going well. You know, He He wanted to show them something to break off the slave mentality because they because they couldn't go from slave to ownership you know without something being broken off and they, even though they were praying for 400 years not to be slaves anymore yes. they didn't realize that it was their mentality keeping them there moses should have been a slave yes but he came back as a redeemer yeah even though he had hebrew blood in him and he was a murderer so he was a, a it was slave blood with a wanted poster. Yeah. You know, and still he walks in the Pharaoh says, let my people go. Yeah. He's like, now nah, I'm not a slave. You're not going to treat me like a slave. Even though his blood should have, uh, he should have called him to assume the slave position um, at the least. Otherwise he would have been wanted for murder and I don't know, death penalty or something. Yes. But, uh, but instead he's like, no, I know who I am in my God. My God sent me here, you know, yeah. and so here he is. He comes back, but but the point of it is, is like they they walk into this wilderness experience where 
they're rebellious and they're stiff-necked and everything else. And they weren't rebellious. I mean, we can put it a couple different ways, but it's like it wasn't so much that they were rebellious against God. They were rebellious against freedom. Mm-hmm. They were rebelling against freedom and against rest the whole time. And they were just striving against rest the whole time. And every time I mean, they build a golden calf, yeah. you know, and we know what happens with all that. You know, a few thousand people die and everything else like that. But the next day, what was available? Manna. Yeah. Very next day. You know, Korah sins Mm -hmm. and the earth opens up and swallows him and his family. And this whole thing happens. What's available next day? Manna. Yeah. You know, and the cloud's still there. Fire's still there. You know, the glory's still there. And God's like, I'm not changing. Yeah. Even if you sin, even if you mess up and there is correction, I'm not changing. And so every time they're having to readjust their thoughts about God and about their relationship with him because they wake up and they're like, free food again. Yeah. You know, what do you do with that? Yeah. Because, you know, the, 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 it takes more humility to receive the blessing right after you've sinned, you know, because you're like, yeah, but I need to pay penance. And God's like, no, just come and receive. Just yeah. come and eat. Yeah. It's not going to be good tomorrow. Yeah. You better get it today. Yeah. And uh, you don't have three days to go get, you just go get it today. <laughs> you yeah. know, and it's just, it's forcing that humility of saying, listen, this is not about your goodness. It's about my goodness. Mm-hmm. And, and and to to break off the pattern of that and just say, man, let's just like you said, if it's all if if we've got to that place of trust and rest, now we can wake up saying, okay, Father, what are we doing today? Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be good. It might be some work, but it's not working for toward you. It's working from you, and it's co-laboring with Him, and uh, it's it's just such a joy. Uh, when we take it out of that re- that religious relationship and realizing there's no difference between here and heaven. Mm in us there is in the world yeah but not in us yeah jesus lived in heaven on earth and he told us to speak heaven into the earth and and uh and to 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 begin to i guess take our place as stewards instead of um thinking that that we have to go through the obstacle course of the earth that this earth's here to teach us something yeah instead of really like no i have a teacher he's called the holy ghost and he's free from this earth yeah, and this earth can't teach me anything eternal anyway. Um, I can't learn eternal from temporal. That's it, like learning how to ride a you know fly a rocket ship by riding a bike fifty years. It doesn't matter how long you ride a bike; you're not going to learn how to ride, fly yeah. a rocket ship. So I can't learn eternal things walking in temporal ways. I, I have to abandon the temporal and just say, okay, here we go. As children of God, who are we? And today, what is my father speaking to me? And it's from rest. Like you said, today, as long as it's called today, let's enter into that rest. Like yeah. It says in Hebrews. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Well, we need to wrap it up. We're over our time. Uh, so let's go ahead and pray. Father, we just thank you right now. Thank mm, you, you're Jesus. so good. Yes, and we thank you, Father, that, that we just allow our Father to, to just pour that grace, the grace of sonship, the yes, grace. Lord. It says the Holy Spirit's the spirit of grace and supplication, and we allow the Holy Spirit, who is constantly calling us sons of God, we allow him to guide us and lead us into this, and we just thank you, Lord, right now. Just show us. Yes, Lord. Father, just show us right now. We're, we're open. We're just calls open. Everybody listening, we call them open. Just show us how free we are. Yeah. Show us what rest looks like. Yes, Show us, Father God, what it really looks like to be children of the Most High God in this earth. And we just thank you, Lord God, that, Father God, you are the author and the finisher and you're everything in between. And we give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. 
Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.